Hey friends, welcome back to the Health Forward Podcast. I'm your host, Elena Davis, and this is episode 52. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about alternative forms of pain relief for chronic pain, chronic pain management. As I mentioned in the last episode, episode 51, March is Endometriosis Awareness Month. So with thinking about endometriosis, if you know anything about it, you know that the most commonly associated symptom is chronic pain, often debilitating pain. So that's kind of what inspired the thought behind today's episode, but this episode definitely applies to all different types of chronic pain, all different reasons behind it, not just that from endo. It's actually been estimated that chronic pain affects over 50 million Americans, 20 million of whom have such debilitating pain that it's altered their everyday lives. It has been linked to an increased risk of major mental health conditions, including depression, anxiety, PTSD. So I think this is a topic that affects a lot of people and I think it's really important to talk about. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward Podcast, where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. So what is pain? It's your body communicating to you, right? When we have pain, it's a symptom typically that something else is causing it, something else is going on. So ideally, we would want to listen to that communication from our bodies and treat the cause and not just silence the symptom. Often when pain is chronic, the cause is inflammation of some sort. Other times it could be things like dehydration or sometimes something more serious, but whatever the cause, we want to actually address the root of that issue, not just slap a Band-Aid on it, especially when some of our most commonly used Band-Aids for pain management can end up causing more problems in the long term. Some of our go-to pain relievers can have negative effects on the body, especially when used long-term. For example, Tylenol or acetaminophen can be very hard on the liver because it reduces levels of glutathione in the body. Glutathione is the body's master antioxidant, so it's very important for neutralizing toxins, neutralizing harmful free radicals, which when those are left unchecked, that can lead to more inflammation and disease. And then in high doses or chronic use, acetaminophen can actually lead to increased intestinal permeability or leaky gut, which as we know, leads to all kinds of other negative health issues. The predominant one being increased inflammation, which increased inflammation usually means more pain. Other common pain relievers such as NSAIDs like ibuprofen, naproxen, or aspirin, do actually help to reduce inflammation. But when they're used repeatedly and chronically, they can cause damage to the gut, including negatively affecting the microbiome and creating an imbalance of those good gut bugs, the ones that help promote good health, and then those opportunistic or pathogenic ones. It can also increase intestinal permeability and then 
possibly even lead to things like ulcers, GERD, and sometimes even irritable bowel disease or colitis. Opioids, which are also often prescribed for chronic pain, in addition to all the same side effects I just mentioned, can lead to addiction, which by the way, is the leading cause of death in people under 50 in the US. Isn't that crazy? It also causes major changes in brain chemistry and function. And we are in a horrible opioid epidemic in this country that is absolutely ruining people's lives and families. So things have got to change when we think about when it comes to how we deal with pain, especially chronic pain, and how what our first lines of defense are. So if we're not going to reach for any of those things as a first line of defense, what are some alternative pain management techniques that we can possibly turn to? Well, here are a few ideas that can not only help manage pain symptoms, but often can actually help heal the root cause of the pain altogether. And even better, each of these options works with your body, helping it to function better as opposed to working against it and possibly creating unwanted side effects or new problems that need to be addressed. The first of which is acupuncture. Acupuncture is great for treating pain. It helps to increase circulation, which helps increase healing. It also helps to stimulate nerves, muscles, and tissue, which can help the body release its own pain-relieving mechanisms and own pain-relieving hormones and neurotransmitters. It's also been around and proven effective for pain and general wellness for thousands of years. So it's tried and true to be a great method for dealing with pain. I actually talked about um, this in episode 32. I interviewed my personal acupuncturist, Sarah Prater, who talks about how endo or how acupuncture, excuse me, specifically can help with endometriosis pain. But really that principle applies across the board when we're talking about chronic pain. So you can go back and check out that episode if you want more details specifically about how acupuncture works. Also, modalities like physical therapy and chiropractic can help to correct any structural issues that might be causing chronic pain. So, um, you know, if there's an injury or there are any kind of structural issues, rather than just continually popping uh, NSAIDs or some kind of pain reliever for that, go find out what the actual source of the problem is and then let them help you correct the actual problem. Chiropractic is great for musculoskeletal issues, neuro issues, PT can be great for those things as well. Also really great for building strength and returning your body to optimal function. So those both are super helpful modalities and they're usually very helpful um, in conjunction with each other. The next alternative form of pain relief and management that I want to talk about is essential oils. So, so many essential oils, I, I mean, they're, they've been very trendy for several years, so it's not like you haven't heard of those before, but they can be so helpful for dealing with inflammation and dealing with chronic pain. Oils like peppermint, lavender, evening primrose oil, and especially frankincense. Frankincense is kind of the master um, inflammation, anti-inflammation oil. They all can help when applied topically for increasing circulation, increasing healing, reducing pain, reducing inflammation. 
It's also helpful to use them by diffusing them because it can have a similar effect as applying them topically, but it also can help with mental clarity and mood. So using a specific combo, something that definitely has frankincense in it, peppermint, especially peppermint's great for headaches and migraines. It's also great for any kind of digestive upset or pain. And then lavender overall is very calming. And then, like I said, frankincense is really the master anti-inflammatory oil. So make sure that whatever um, blend you're using or any kind of blend that you make on your own at home includes frankincense when it comes to pain management. The next one that I want to talk about is CBD oil. So CBD oil has become very trendy and talked about in the last couple of years, but it might surprise you to know that CBD oil and CBD in general, the cannabis plant in general, has been used for thousands of years for pain relief and management. Cannabidiol is one type of cannabinoid from the cannabis or hemp plant that CBD oil comes from. It is non-psychoactive, so it will not get you high. But as I said, it's been used for thousands of years to help with a wide range of health issues, including chronic pain. It helps to reduce inflammation in the body and helps put your body in a more relaxed state. So when I talk about that rest and digest mode or the parasympathetic mode of your nervous system, it helps your body to get into that state, which allows your body to heal more easily to rest and repair. CBD has also been shown to be a neuroprotective antioxidant, which means it actually helps to safeguard the health of your brain. It can help reduce anxiety. It can help promote better sleep, which sleep is absolutely necessary for repair and healing. And it can even be beneficial for gut health. So do make sure that you get CBD oil from a trusted verified source. And then it's not, it doesn't have extra ingredients or additives or sugars or dyes or anything like that, that are going to promote inflammation rather than to calm it down. The CBD oil in of itself, I think sometimes can get a little confusing because people just immediately associate it with marijuana. So let me help you with that. It is different. It, it, it comes from the same plant, but it's two different parts of the plant. So don't worry about getting high from CBD oil or it having some kind of negative um, neuro effect. It actually has the opposite effect. It's neuroprotective and it can, it has shown to be so helpful, especially for those that have found themselves in an opioid addiction situation because of chronic pain. CBD oil has actually been shown to help those people be able to come off of some of those more harmful medications and be able to manage their pain more naturally. So it is a safe and good option. And then lifestyle changes and modifications that help to reduce inflammation. So this is something I talk about a lot, but I'm going to remind you um, things like proper hydration. It's a big deal. A lot of chronic headaches and migraines and joint pain are because people are very dehydrated. So there's kind of two parts to hydration, making sure that you're drinking enough water, recommended amount is half your body weight in ounces. But on top of that, also making sure that you have the proper amount of electrolytes 
in your body. So sometimes when you're drinking water, if you, especially if you're drinking distilled water and it doesn't, it's not being remineralized or it doesn't have electrolytes, then what can happen is your electrolytes can get imbalanced. So you can be drinking water all day and still be dehydrated because your body's not able to absorb it and use it. So adding electrolytes to your water can be helpful or if you um, drink mineral water that can be helpful Um, so just be careful about that because that can be easy to miss sometimes thinking that you're hydrated when really you're not also movement is essential when it comes to healing and repair a lot of times we think especially when we have chronic joint pain or any kind of pain really sometimes i think we want to just rest and do nothing, which rest is very important, but also appropriate movement is very important. It increases blood flow and circulation, which I've already said a couple times here, but that increases healing. You need that in order to be able to heal. It also increases your mobility and prevents further injury, which would create further pain in the future. Um, but it also just helps. It helps with mobility as far as stiff, tight, joints and tight muscles and things like that, that can often be a source of chronic pain. So movement is so very important when it comes to reducing inflammation. And then anti-inflammatory foods. Some of my favorites of those are going to be leafy greens, cruciferous veggies like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, other veggies like pumpkin and squash and fruits like berries, Um, Protein sources like bone broth, wild-caught fish, grass-fed beef, and um, grass-fed beef, and then really nutrient-dense fat sources, walnuts, chia seeds, flax seeds, um, coconut oil, coconut milk, olive oil, avocados, all of those are going to be so helpful. And then herbs like turmeric, ginger, things like garlic. Um, also drinks like green tea, all of those have anti-inflammatory properties in them that actually help your body to deal with the inflammation. So whether that's certain vitamins, antioxidants, they all have certain properties in them that actually calm inflammation. So those are foods that it's beneficial for everyone to have in their diet, but especially if you're dealing with chronic pain, um, those are going to be really important for you. And then sleep. I mentioned that a minute ago. It is, guys, it's vital for healing and dealing with repair and chronic, dealing with chronic pain. It's where your body has the ability to repair. That happens when you're sleeping. So if you're not getting good, adequate sleep, your hormones are going to get messed up. Your circadian rhythms are going to get messed up. All that leads to more inflammation and your body's just not going to be able to get in that mode where it can repair from injury and things that are causing pain. And then the last kind of category I want to talk about when it comes to dealing with chronic pain in a, in a more natural, safe way are supplements. And there are a couple different ones I want to cover here. The first one being Um, There is a particular tincture that I absolutely love from Leafy Organics is the brand. And it's a combination of turmeric, ginger, and black pepper. And it's a liquid formulated in a way that allows for maximum absorption into the bloodstream, making for quick relief and benefit. It helps reduce inflammation 
it helps reduce pain, helps with digestive function and brain function. So I absolutely love this. It tastes good. It's mixed with just a little bit vegetable of uh, vegetable glycerin. That's the only other um, ingredient in it. You, you take it and hold it under your tongue for like a minute and it very quickly is able to absorb into your bloodstream and help start to lower that inflammation. I have taken it for a while now and I cannot recommend it enough. So check that out, Leafy Organics. Also another supplement that can be very helpful, um, supplement slash food is collagen and bone broth. So as you've heard me say many times, health starts in the gut. We cannot ignore it. Bone broth helps to rebuild the gut lining, which helps to lower inflammation, but also it increases the body's ability to absorb nutrients and antioxidants, which help your body be able to optimally create and use its own pain relieving neurotransmitters and own pain relieving mechanisms. So both bone broth and collagen are very beneficial when it comes to gut health, but also when it comes to joint health, which as we've talked about, can be a common source for, for pain for people, especially with arthritis and other um, health issues that are related to that. It can be so beneficial for properly hydrating the joints and making sure that there's enough fluid in there for movement to not cause further injury and inflammation. And then omega-3s, omega-3 fatty acids are very helpful when it comes to reducing inflammation. They also help to provide that lubrication in the joints. They help to increase blood flow. Omegas are um, extremely important overall in our diet, making sure that we have the appropriate amounts of omega-3 and 6 and 9 and all of that. Um, But specifically, most people do not get enough omega-3 fatty acids just from food intake alone. So it can be helpful to take um, a supplement form of that. It can also help with other things like cholesterol and um, other health, common health issues. But specifically for today's purposes, it does really help with that inflammation. And then the last one is magnesium. Magnesium is an essential mineral that our bodies need. And it it plays a lot of really important roles in the body, including helping with circulation, helping to regulate blood pressure, helps immune system function. But specifically what I'm talking about today is it helps with nerve and muscle function. And so a lot of people are deficient in magnesium. And so taking a supplemental form of magnesium, specifically magnesium glycinate can be very helpful if you're dealing with pain, chronic pain from muscle soreness, things like fibromyalgia, um, or even in the case of like endometriosis or other really painful menstrual related pain, um, headaches and migraines, magnesium has been shown to actually be very helpful for that. And even things like neuropathy, um, magnesium has been shown to be beneficial in helping reduce that chronic pain. So as you can see, there are a lot of more natural alternatives when it comes to dealing with pain. Now listen, am I saying that you should never take an over-the-counter pain reliever ever again, especially for something acute? No, absolutely not. That's just not realistic. But what I am saying is that there are a lot of very safe and just as effective alternatives out there that we can use as maybe a first line of defense 
that actually help work with our bodies and help our bodies function without possibly causing some of these negative side effects that can come from the things that we most commonly reach for in in the -the over-the-counter stuff. So one thing that I try to encourage my clients in is to think about everything that we do in relation to our health has an effect on our bodies, both short-term and long-term. And sometimes it's easier to just think about the short term, or I should say, sometimes it comes more naturally. We are very wired for instant gratification, especially in our current culture. And so sometimes it comes more easily to think about the short term. If I have a symptom, I have a pain, I want it gone. How do I do that the quickest? I am not happy with my body and I want to lose weight. How do I do that the quickest? And you could go on and on with examples, right? I want to look a certain way. I want to wear a certain size. I want to be able to lift a certain amount. Like what is the quickest way to get there? And what I want to remind you is that there is also the long term to be considered. And so just think about whatever that thing is that you're going to take or eat or do. How does that affect you in six months? in a year, in five years? What does that look like on your long-term health? Because that does matter and that does catch up with us eventually. We can't just, that's not a can, we can keep kicking down the road forever. And so, especially in this topic, in this conversation, I think it's really important to think about when we have a symptom, not just trying to make it shut up and go away as quick as possible, even though I know that that is, very tempting and kind of our our default, but really getting to the root of the issue so that it benefits you in the long term and taking things that can help help your body in the long term deal with, you know, I mean, aches and pains and injuries and those things are going to come. So how can we help our bodies to function the most optimally in order to deal with those things? And so that we can continue doing the things that we need to do and our bodies can continue to serve us to do the things that we need to do and we can take care of them well. So I appreciate you listening to today's episode. I hope that you learned something helpful. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. If you're not, make sure you go click that button so that you don't miss when new episodes come out. Also, if you haven't left a review before and you have listened and found something helpful, uh, please do that. That definitely helps other people to be able to find the podcast and so that they can hopefully learn something that helps them in their health journeys as well. So that's going to do it for me today. I hope you guys enjoy your day and I will talk to you next time. Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward Podcast.